0: Welcome to the podcast of Fairmount Presbyterian Church in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, where we feature our worship sermons. Listen again to past sermons from home, when you are traveling, or wherever you are. Listen in if you need a moment of reflection, inspiration, and love. Today is a day in the scripture and the life of our congregation that is full of joy. It's not often that we get to be a part of a worship service that includes both sacraments, baptism and communion. And on top of that, we're also welcoming 22 new members and affirming, yeah, we can clap already. Cheers. And we're also affirming one of their calls to ministry. Ryan and I were wondering, you might have heard him in the sound check. uh, We were wondering if there's ever been a service quite like this in the history of the Presbyterian Church because there are so many things in it and it is amazing. But before I launch farther into that, I need the help of the kids and the youth who are here this morning. I would like the new members and Cece to close your ears for just a minute. I have some things to say to the kids and the youth. Okay, so one of the things that we do when we are welcoming new people into our midst is to tell them how glad we are that they're here. You may have heard Ryan do that when he welcomed everybody here and at home to worship this morning. You might have done that if someone came to your house for dinner or maybe your grandparents came to visit. You would find a way to help them know how glad you were to be there. So, What the youth are doing right now are they're passing out some cards that we made for the new members who can't hear what we're saying because their ears are closed. And these cards are going to be to welcome these new members. Well, right now they look pretty blah, okay? So I need you to make them look joyful. You can color on them, you can write a message on them, whatever it is, but we hope that you'll decorate those. And then when worship is over, make sure they get back to me and I'll make sure they get back to the new members. Okay, and there are worship bags, and there are coloring pages here, up here, if you need those as well. Okay, so new members, you can open your ears again. Cheers. What was I talking about? (gasps) Joy. I was talking about how I've got that joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Where? Good job, everybody! We've got that joy in our hearts. Now, we often use joy and happiness as synonyms, right? But while they have similarities, they're really quite different things. Happiness is being given any snack on your cross-country flight. But joy is being given a (laughs) waffle. Happiness is enjoying a fire in your fireplace on a cold winter's night, but joy is being wrapped in a quilt your grandmother made while you're watching that fire. Happiness is your team scoring a touchdown. Joy is joining 10,000 other people in cheering for that team, whether they are winning or losing. Happiness is Santa bringing you a gift on Christmas morning. Joy is Jesus, being born into the world and promising to be with you until the end of the age. Happiness and joy are both wonderful experiences and feelings, but happiness stays kind of at the surface level and is fleeting, while joy abides deep within us and is always ready to be called forth. What makes joy unique and powerful is that it lives snuggled right up alongside grief and sorrow. Joy is that thing that surprises us in what seems like the strangest of moments. Like when someone you love deeply has died, and you feel like your heart has been split into a million pieces and been scattered on the wind. But at the funeral, a friend you haven't seen in years comes up to you and embraces you. And then later, your family gathers and starts telling the stories. You know, the ones that you can't say at the public eulogy? And the laughter flows between you. And you wonder how it could possibly be that you feel so deeply grieved and also have a smile bubbling up within you. That's joy. Joy is when you spend the week hearing the news of the world or of your life where nothing seems to be right. Everything feels awful and people's lives are at stake. And then you show up at church feeling raw And you watch as people pass the peace, people who've known each other for years and who have just met in that moment. And you see people share the realness of their lives over a mediocre cup of coffee and a cookie. And you can't help but feel warmed just by watching it happen, let alone taking part in it. This is the kind of joy that Elizabeth speaks of. I want to pause here to acknowledge and to share with folks who might not be aware that this is a really difficult time of year for women particularly, those who have chosen not to be mothers, or if who have had difficulty or unable to, be, to bear children, women who have had complicated pregnancies, and for women who have lost them. And I want to be 100% clear That when we talk about Elizabeth and Mary and their pregnancies and path to motherhood, there is a beauty in that. And it's a way that we can relate to their humanity. But it does not mean that women who haven't shared this experience are any ounce less beloved by God or called to important and life-changing work and ministry. I don't care what the culture says and the pressures that it puts on us That's not how God thinks about us or looks at us. And so I invite you to imagine in these stories also a metaphor of pregnancy of a different kind, not of a child, but of an idea or a transformation in your life or a new possibility that is growing within you. See, Elizabeth was really surprised to be pregnant. As the scripture tells us, she was older in years and barren. And while her husband, Zechariah, couldn't believe this news of a baby on the way, Elizabeth seems to have accepted this reality with grace and joy and gratefulness to God's work in her life. She understands what it's like to be a person that people look upon with disgrace, who's brushed aside and made to feel lowly. And so when her young cousin appears, joy in the form of a baby leaps within her. Remember that an angel of the Lord pronounced that this child of Elizabeth will be called John, who we later come to know is John the Baptist. And that child will be filled with the Holy Spirit and will prepare the way of the Lord, prepare the way for Jesus, the child that Mary, this young cousin, is carrying. Elizabeth knows how hard the road has been and will continue to be for Mary and for herself. But there's that joy snuggled up next to the worry and the pain that is bubbling up within her. I can't help but think that if Elizabeth wandered into Fairmount today, joy would leap with her once again. While none of us is literally pregnant with Jesus at this moment... This community is indeed full of the Holy Spirit. Today, we have parents coming forward to help their daughter take their first, her first step in faith. In her baptism, they are making promises on her behalf, and we, as the congregation, are also making promises to her and to her family. We're welcoming new members today, 22 of them. And in doing that, we are affirming the baptismal promises made in their life of faith. I also want to mention that there are several others who were a part of those new member classes who for a variety of reasons aren't quite ready to join the church today. And that's okay. They're still here and a part of this community and we will continue to walk with them and love them and support them in their lives of faith. And we are also affirming a member who is answering a call that started in her baptism, call to ministry. While each of these acts brings joy, the deeper joy that's at work here in this Advent season of waiting is that Fairmount has been waiting a long time for a moment like this. We've been through some rough times with all the transition we've gone through in the pandemic, but what today points out is that the Spirit is at work, and people can feel it. It's not just me up here saying, the Spirit's at work, the Spirit's at work, like I want to do, There's a sense among all of us of this holy movement, of this holy pregnancy metaphorically that is happening here. It's happening within the community as a whole and that enables the joy to leap within individuals as well. And it's a joy that for many is snuggled up against grief. The grief of people who are no longer here to see it. The sadness that can come from change and not doing things the way we always remember them being done. The discomfort that can come when a community is in transformation. If you are feeling some of those things, I get it. I get that it feels easier to stay seated in the past than to walk into an unknown future. But I promise you, I promise you there is joy snuggled up in there too and I hope that you'll let yourself feel it. Today in the service, we're starting with this pregnancy of a variety of kinds, and new life, and baptism, and affirmation, and that road takes us all the way to the table, the table where we acknowledge the deep pain and sadness of Jesus sharing his last meal with his disciples, and also experiencing the joy that bubbles up alongside it, and the knowledge that death is not the end. That resurrection is real, and that Jesus, who we are waiting for to be born in this season of Advent, continues to live. I don't know what sorrow may have traveled with you here today, but I want to invite you to pause and close your eyes and take a deep breath. And let yourself feel that joy bubbling up alongside it. Because we all have that joy, 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 joy down in our hearts. Don't keep it captive there. Let it leap within you and be shared with the world. Hallelujah and amen. We thank you for listening to a worship episode from Fairmount Presbyterian Church. Revisit this podcast site weekly for new worship episodes. Have a beautiful and blessed day.